we really tried to find a combination of letters, literally, that sound cool together. And we liked the word R-O-X, so the rocks at the end. We really liked that. And uh, yeah, and then we just tried out different combinations and that's how we finished up with high rocks. And in the end, in the end, we are very happy with the name. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to Mo Fursta, the founder of High Rocks and one of the greatest field hockey players of all time. This interview focuses on High Rocks' growth as a fitness challenge and competition, but it's worth calling out Mo's impressive athletic resume beyond High Rocks. He's a three-time Olympic medalist in field hockey for Germany, including two gold medals, and was the International Hockey Federation World Player of the Year in 2012. Mo has leveraged his legendary sporting career into a new venture with High Rocks. And today we talk about how he and his team developed that competition, why they see it as a complement to and not competitor of CrossFit, and what the future holds for the young sport. Also, we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barbin podcast in your app of choice. Now let's get to it. Mo, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today. I want to know a little bit more about the history of High Rocks. It's something that I think has come on to people's radar, especially in the United States in the past year, maybe two. But take us back to the origin stories of, of High Rocks, the race, and the company. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, it and like being on the show. Um, well, you know, High Rocks started uh, with a simple thought and that was that um we are coming from I'm, i myself i'm coming from a from being a very competitive person uh doing sports all my life um i've been to three olympic games as a field hockey player which is a little bit bigger in germany than it is in the u.s uh but anyway um so i've been doing that and uh, doing competitions was basically that's that's my dna and um looking at the fitness world um crossfit made made a competitive part of, of, of fitness big and huge and invented the sport of fitness as, as it's called. Right. So, but there was still, we felt when we, when we found it and when we sat together for the first time, we really felt that there might be a niche where everybody, not only the best of the best um, can compete in an actual event on an event date, but um, maybe there is a way to find a solution to make that accessible for r literally everybody. And uh, that's when we started thinking about Hyrox. That's when we started thinking about a fitness race that uh, could be, and and I want to say that right at the start, it's we don't see ourselves at all as a competition to CrossFit. Not at all. We see ourselves as being a complementary uh, additional product in the fitness world that anybody could do and uh, people who love doing who do crossfit every day they are our best athletes and uh it, i think they can really really coexist very well it's just another challenge on another level with different um different challenges and workouts well let's talk about some of the 
testing that you went through to get Hyrox to the format it, it is now. Hyro- if you've ever uh, if you've ever competed in Hyrox or run a Hyrox race, you, you know what to expect. But what are some things that maybe you all tried that didn't make it into the finished product, so to speak? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, there were a few things. So first of all, it had to be accessible. And uh, uh, we wanted people to really be able to do it on a competitive level. That's, for example, why we tested monkey bars. And monkey bars didn't make the cut, (laughs) if you want, because we realized that for many people, and uh, it is just too tough, and some cannot finish monkey bars in a competition. Also, it's difficult for a setup, from a setup perspective, if you want, like hundreds of people do it at the same time, you need many monkey bars, and the judging is not, well, actually, the judging would be easy. Uh, it's quite easy to see what happens there. But um, so, but that's a good, good um, a second point because the judge, judging was also a very important part. How can you make sure that it is possible and easy to judge a fair amount of people doing a competition at the same time? That's why we went with like the burpees, which are already a challenge sometimes to really see if they are not doing a middle step or something like that. But um, uh, that's why other workouts fell through like in the process of finding the right ones. And the last thing was uh, we wanted to make sure that it's a te- not a technical part of the workout that might be a limiting factor for everybody to do it, for people to do it. So um, like something that has to do with weightlifting or like really cool other workouts that are more technical though, so that people could get injured if they don't do that regularly in training. Um, box jumps, for example, fell through because we didn't, uh, we felt like, especially when people are tired, uh, there could be a dangerous, uh, path with box, box jumps. If you, you know, crack your ankle or someone falls. Uh, so the, these were all like parts we were thinking about. And in the end, I think we, we came up with eight accessible and quite good judgeable and still challenging, challenging workouts. Do you think there's any chance that, I mean, I'll ask you, if anyone's going to know, it's you. Is there any chance we might see those workouts evolve, those eight workouts ever get swapped in the near future, something else tested in place of what's currently there? Well, um, the, the answer is, 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 um, is not, not, there's not a yes or you. I would not say it's not going to change, um, but we don't plan it right now. For us, um, and this is also maybe a thing that, where we have a, just a different approach than, than CrossFit has, for example, because we consider um, the sport of high rocks um, as something that we want people to do in order to become better and beat their themselves the next time they do it. So like, like in a triathlon or in a marathon where, you know, the sustainable part about these competitions is that people do it and they finish a marathon in whatever, four hours, three hours, it doesn't matter. But the next time they, they want to beat them. They're not even fighting against others. They just want to beat their own time and they have their own goal and their own. And so we, we believe that be, being a, like a, a sport, a competition sport in this case, um, is the most important part about being a competitive sport is that you can train for that and have the very same thing going on every time. It, it has to be comparable. We wanted to work with world records all over the world and, you know, have the same very same race in Dallas than we in uh, Hamburg, Germany. Mm-hmm. What? Where did the name come from? 
I, I, you know, High Rocks is it's a name that really it it sticks out. It works. I mean, the most important thing about any company name, any brand name, is that people remember it, right? So it clearly it clearly works on that end. But where did that come from? Yeah, well, you know, you. I mean, you said the most important thing, David. It's like there's a company, a very successful company that has the name of the fruit that has been on this planet for ages, right? So, uh, and they do mobile phones and stuff. I mean, and it, it's a fruit. It, it is a fruit, but it, it works. And um, no, we, we, we said, okay, look, names aren't really not important. It just has to sound well. And I can promise you, it has a lot to do with gin tonic. And um, uh, gin tonic was one of the most important factors finding out this because we were pretty drunk. And um, <laughs> a, a part, apart from that, we really tried to find a combination of letters, literally, that sound cool together. And we like the word R-O-X, so the rocks at the end. We really like that. And uh, yeah, and then we just tried out different combinations and that's how we finished up with High Rocks. And in the end, in the end, we are very happy with the name. It also works because you're an international company. You're hosting races all around the world and you need something that kind of phonetically makes sense across different, across different languages, something that sounds good in German and to English speakers, et cetera. So kudos on that. And, and whatever gin and tonics you were drinking that night, they, they clearly had a, an, inspiring, an inspiring effect. Let's talk about the growth of High Rocks. When did you all launch your first race that was open to public registration? Uh, and how many events have you actually had since then? So we launched the first test event, we called it, in Hamburg, Germany. That's where I'm from. That's where we have our head, head, uh, headquarters um, on the 18th of November in 2017. So uh, roughly three years ago, um, we had 700 participants on that day in Hamburg, uh, basically uh, acquired through gyms and uh, local marketing. Um, since then, we had, uh, I, I don't know the exact number, to be honest, but roughly let's say 25 events globally uh we had five six seven events i think in the u.s uh and the rest was in europe so um yeah that's and then COVID hit so obviously uh, this has been uh, tough for us but uh we can't wait to come back well you still had your world championships in in 2020 which uh, occurred in late 2020 and results kind of started trickling out in, in early january of 2021 when did you all decide to you know, have that, that structure. And, and forgive me, was that your first world championships or was it your, your second or third? Yeah. So, um, it was the second world championships. The first ones were in, uh, 2019, uh, in April. And, uh, we were supposed to have the world championships in 2020, uh, in April again, then it was all moved and moved and moved again and moved again. And we all learned about the pandemic and what happens. And then, then, and then we decided to have at least like a world championship final with the top six athletes of the year so far. And, um, and yeah, we just decided to make that we had going on there. Uh, we just decided to really uh, move forward with that and, and make the top athletes compete. And we were very happy that we could pull that off during these difficult times, still making the American athletes travel to Germany and then, and then compete in the world championships. Who are some athletes off the top of your head who you would love to see compete in High Rocks who have not yet? You can pick anyone in the world from, from any sport. Um, uh, that's a good question. I mean, so obviously I'd love to see Matt Frazier do it. Um, he has been at 
the first ever U.S. event in Miami. He was uh, uh, there as a spectator during the FIBO USA um, premiere. So he uh, he was there with Matt O'Keefe, and they were they were watching it and um, and had a glimpse. And I think they they really liked it. Um, so I I just like to see him crashing it, or I I don't even know how he would perform. He would probably be like amazing in it. Um, but honestly, I don't. Uh, he's a German, but he's uh, he won the the Ironman three times. His name, Jan Frodeno, a triathlete, um, Ironman winner, and also Olympic gold medalist in triathlon. Um, I really like seeing him crushing the competition, as he's an amazing runner, um, and he would he would really burn everyone on the running. I don't know if he could compete on the sleds though, because they are pretty tough. Um, But those are probably a couple of athletes, and um, I really would would like to see. And then, uh, like an Odell Beckham Jr., um, someone you know with these athleticism and the power and the speed, and still the muscles to to really like push the sleds. Um, that's also kind. That's an athlete I also like to see in high rocks. When you look at high level athletes from other sports who who try high rocks and, and give it a go for the first time. And there have been many at this point um, from the world of CrossFit as well as other sports. What do you think surprises them the most? And it might be different for different athletes, but what are you hearing from some athletes as far as workouts they might have underestimated or parts of the competition that they didn't prepare for like they should have? Um, what I hear most of the time is the transition between workouts and running. So um, I think that uh, most athletes Maybe CrossFitters are very good at it, to be honest. But most other sports, they are not. They are used to like you know pushing a lot of weight or pulling a lot of weight or whatever. But they are not used to push 175 kilograms plus the sled weight, and then immediately after that go back to running like a kilometer as fast as possible. And you see them realizing, wow, my legs are burning. I need a 30-second rest before I can run again. And these 30 seconds on the top level, they cost you, they cost you a podium place uh, spot. So uh, I think that's for all the athletes from others, coming from other sports. Most of the time, that's what I hear is the toughest thing, the transition between workout and running. Let's talk a little bit about, and obviously that is something that CrossFitters would be familiar with if they're used to running wads. They, they understand, you know, coming off of a, a pull-up bar or ending wall balls or even off of a sled push or drag, being able to go right back into that, that running. You can't just rest with your hands on your knees. You have to start moving even if you have accelerate gradually. Let's talk a little bit about Hyrox's growth and the plans you all had for 2020 pre-COVID. Obviously, COVID threw a wrench in every live event organizer's Uh, machinery. How many events did you originally have planned for 2020 for the calendar year? Uh, yeah, I think we planned, I'm, I'm pretty sure we planned like uh, 10 events for the 2020 calendar year. Um, we were supposed to have this like really literally like a tour through the US and also um, uh, Toronto was, was one of the spots. Um, yeah, we had to postpone, we had to move back, we had to look at the destinations, um, but that was the plan. And we really wanted to have the big rollout in 2020 um, as like our, we call this some of the investment year in the US to really, you know, reach the tipping point in a way and then and then move on to 2021. Uh, but I mean, you know, we are looking at this from a very pos positive perspective. The feedback is great and we're looking forward to finally again, um, you know, um, come to the US and, and, and get a role in there. Now, would this have been 10 events total or just 10 events in the United States and also have your European events separately? 
Exactly. That's 10 events in the US. And we planned 17 events in Europe at the same time. Um, they were partly on the same weekends, but we have a completely different setup for the European market and the US market. Now, how many people... I, I've been to a, a High Rocks event, the one you had in New York on the pier in December 2019. There were, it was like a fitness festival. There were a lot of, there was a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, you saw a lot of people. It was like, uh, you kind of brought the community together in New York, which is neat to see. But how many competitors are you generally running through a High Rocks event these days? Say, you know, at your, any one of the United States events that you had planned for 2020, how many competitors were you expecting? Um, so we saw the growth in Europe was pretty much exactly the same than it was in the US. Um, so we had, you've been to the to the New York event, there were about 800, 900 participants on that day who actually competed in High Rocks. There was a lot more going on, as you said, at the pier, but um, that was competitive from a competitive perspective. And the growth rate in Germany was always, we always kind of doubled up the second event in, on the very same venue in year two. So we started in Hamburg with 700. Next year, we had 1,500. And now the third year, 2020 in Hamburg, we had 2,600 participants um, at, at, the, at the Hamburg event. So, and that's more or less, um, uh, that's more or less how we call, what we call sold out on a single day. So two and a half to 3,000 participants, that's as many as we can get through the competition on a, on a normal day. I mean, is there is there any way to scale that up? But I think even even with giant venues, that seems like it's it's. I can't imagine putting any more people than that through the course. Yeah. Um. So the upscale would be a second day. Um. We would we because obviously the 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 initial costs would stay pretty much the same except. For the extra day, the equipment is there, the setup is there, and everything. So, in case uh, we grow, we grow, uh, the growth is higher, and we go to more than three thousand participants, we would we would add a second day. What are some of Hyrox's goals coming out of COVID? Obviously, it's not like COVID's over. the The rollout of vaccines uh, is going to be different from country to country. But looking ahead to maybe late twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, what are some of your company's goals? Well, I mean, right now, we've been following this, this strategy all the time that we were looking at the next possible point of return, really. So we've been doing trying to come back in February, end of February in Dallas with our event series. Now, with all respect to the workers in the front line and people and the insecurities there are, uh, we decided to move to the 10th of April because we think, um, talking to to Dell authorities, we think that that's the next possible date we could actually pull off an event. Uh, we will keep fighting hard to come back, um, but obviously our goal is to really come back, have events, have people participate, um, make people go out there, work out, um, work their butts off, and then participate on like event day and in the fitness competition or our fitness race. And um, in the meantime, we are hosting a virtual competition on the 20th of February, which is the date that Dallas was supposed to be. Um, we did that before. Um, it is not the real thing. It will never replace the real events, but it's something It's something people can look forward to. It has to do with competition. And, and uh, yeah, that's what we do now. But we, are, we can't wait. We really, I tell you, we can't wait to come back. Let's talk about the the elite in in High Rocks. Who are the top athletes? You can maybe give a rundown for folks who haven't read about it on Barbend, for example, of the world champions uh, from 2020. And you know how far above the rest of the competition are these folks right now? 
well, I mean, we I have to say the two new world champions, Hunter McIntyre and Lauren Weeks, um, they are they are leading the show right now um, globally. So Hunter is the world record holder as well as the new world champion. Um, he had an amazing race in Hamburg. Uh, I he's he is an incredible athlete. He can run, but he's also very strong. So he's he's made for high rocks in a way. Um, and then we have a German guy. He was the world champion in 2019, Lucas Storat. He is 40 years old and still made competed against Hunter. He finished second, uh, two and a half minutes behind him, which is which is a bit, but he's right up there. And Lauren Weeks, I mean, she she trained so hard. She competed in a couple of Hyrox events before um, where she didn't win. And then she came to Germany, competed on World Championship Day and became the new World Championship. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very proud of, of her progress and how she, how she competed at, at the World Championships. Uh, but there are a few athletes, and I think we will see, especially uh, the women's, but also the men's community, I think we will see much better times in the future because people start working out exactly for high rocks. They start training for high rocks. Now, what we discussed earlier, how to work with the transition, they know exactly what to do on the workout. So I think we will see um, people crushing these times in the future. Well, what are the times that, you know, uh, what are the current world records, if you know them off the top of your head, on the men's and women's side? And, you know, when do you, how, how much do you anticipate it's possible to beat those by? Well, I think Hunter's world record is 57 minutes and 30-ish seconds. Um, and uh, the world record on the women's side is 105, 49 seconds, I think. Um, I think the women's will break the hour. I think we will see those five and a half minutes coming down in the future. And um, on the men's side, I think, I, I mean, I think Hunter said himself to me the other day that he thinks he can break 54, 55. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to see that in the future. Excellent. Excellent. Well, where is the best place for people to follow along uh, with you personally and with High Rocks as things open back up as you all host uh, in-person competitions, but also have virtual options for potential fans and athletes? Well, I mean, obviously also through you guys. <laughs> that's been, uh, that's been also <laughs> well, a great partnership. Appreciate the plug. <laughs> yeah, um, Yeah, and, and I mean, on highrocks.com, you find all the information. Um, we, are, we, are, we, we push a lot of our information through our social channels on uh, High Rocks World, but also High Rocks America and for, for the local market, um, for the US market. So um, yeah, you can find everything on highrocks.com. Um, if you want to sign up for the, for the uh, virtual, champ, virtual competition, that's on the uh, on the 20th of February, as I said, or the next event in Dallas. We can't wait for it. And um, we hope to see many of you guys there. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Mo. Really appreciate your time and looking forward to what's next for, for you and uh, for the growing High Rocks family. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye-bye.